بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد my dear respected brothers sisters our teacher and ustad mufti mustaq مشتاق احمد قاسمی داؤد برکات ہوں اللہ سبحان و تعالیٰ سینٹس ان ٹو دس ورلڈ ود اے پرپس اینڈ دا پرپس واز ٹو انٹروڈیوس اللہ سبحان و تعالیٰ ٹو ہز کریچرس ٹو دا پیپل اللہ سبحان و تعالیٰ directed his Khalil, his Habib, his Rasul, Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam to introduce himself by saying, قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِي أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى بَسِيرَتِ أَنَا وَمَنِ اتَّبَعَنِي He said in Surah Yusuf, which means, Say, O Muhammad Wasallam, that this is my way. Introduce yourself by saying, this is my way, this is my job, this is my work, this is my role. And what is that role? I invite towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ala basiratin. With evidence, with clear evidence, with clear proof. And who does this work? Ana I do this work and those who do my ittiba do this work. Those who follow me, those who emulate me, they do this work. So the work of introducing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to the people is the work of everyone who calls himself a follower of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is not the work of a certain group of people. It is not the work of tablighi jamaat or jamaat islami or this jamaat or that jamaat or this madhab. It is not the work of the Hanafis or the, of the Shafi's. It is not the work of the Shia or the Sunni. It is the work of every single Muslim, every single person who believes in la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah man or woman. Now, my question is this. My question is that if I ask you what do you need before you can introduce somebody? What is that? Eh? To know that person. To know that person. Exactly. To know that person. Right? To know that person. Now, if I don't know you and somebody says, please introduce our brother here. I mean, his name is Ahmad Khadim. But say, supposing I don't even know the name. Please introduce. How will I introduce? How can I introduce my brother here? I don't even know who he is. I don't know anything about him. 
So if I want to and if you want to, and it's not a question of wanting, this is the job given to us. So if we are going to introduce Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to his makhluk, what is the first requirement? That we should know Allah. Right? That we should know Allah. How do we know Allah? We know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in two ways. One, by focusing on and reflecting on, not simply hearing and listening and so on, by reflecting on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's own introduction, self-introductions in the Quran al-Kareem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala introduced himself in his own words. And our job is to reflect on those words. That is one. And the second way, which we have to also do, this is not one or the other, second way, is to reflect on the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on ourselves. Reflecting on the introduction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kindles in our hearts <coughs> the glory and majesty and greatness and khashiyat and, uh, and, and the azmat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And reflecting on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings on us builds the connection between the abd and the rabb. <coughs> between me and Allah. Between you and Allah. With the introduction, we know this is Allah. With the shukr, with the thanks, the connection is built. The question is, this is Allah, so what? So I am his slave. It's not just a matter of saying this is Allah. Right? Ta'ala Allahu al Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above any example and we do not give an example of anything, any ghairullah to illustrate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's greatness. But just for us to understand, if I tell you that the president of America lives in this mansion called the White House in Washington and when he travels, he travels on this special plane called Air Force One and, this, and, and the Air Force One has all of these qualities and blah, blah, what not, what not. And when he goes anywhere in a helicopter, he travels in this kind of helicopter. And when he is on the road, he is in this limousine, which it has... Now, I tell you all of this. And you say, okay, very nice. Oh, I know this, I know that. So if I ask you now, so what? You will just so what? I know all this, but... If I, if I call the president of America, is he going to answer my call? No. If I need something, I say, Mr. Biden, Mr. Trump, whoever, please help me. Is it going to happen? No. So even if I know, so what? And that is why with regard to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, knowing the greatness and glory of Allah and then connecting ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The greatness and glory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we know from his introductions. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Allahu la ilaha illa huwa al-hayyul qayyum. La ta'khuduhu sinatun wa la nawm. 
لهما في السماوات وما في الأرض من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسع كرسيه السماوات والأرض ولا يوده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرعيته خاشعا متصديا خاشعا متصديا من خشية الله وتلك الأمثال نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة هو الرحمن الرحيم هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله الخالق البارئ المسفر له الأسماء الحسنى يسبه له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala introduced himself. I won't translate all this. You know these ayat, you know where they are from. Look up the translation. The idea is not simply to read translations. The idea is to reflect on it and say, how does it enter my heart? Hey? How does it enter my heart? When I recite or read the ayat of the glory and majesty of Allah, then how can my heart have any fear in it? Fear of Ghairullah. Allah gave us a test. Test. What is the test? The test is inside here. In the heart. Now what is the test? Is there the fear of Ghairullah? Is there hope from Ghairullah? Two things. Two things. Fear and hope. I can be the I can be the hafiz of the whole Quran. I can have, I can train myself to recite the Quran in all the different forms of recitation. I can be the most beautiful Qari in the world. I can be appointed to lead the Salah in Haram. 
makes no difference to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Zero difference. If, after all that, my heart still has fear and hope, Abu Khairullah. Okay? The proof and the evidence of khashyatullah in the heart is it drives out all fear and all hope from anyone other than Allah. When you get to that stage, then the issue of my business, if I have some haram in it, if I'm doing some wrongful trade, what will happen if I stop? The question itself doesn't arise. What will happen? What is there to happen? What is there to happen? My Rabb is Allah. Rabbi Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the owner of treasures that have no ending, no boundary. In the, in the hadith of Qudsi, Rasulullah told us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if all men ever created, from the first of them to the last of them, and all the jinn ever created from the first of them to the last of them, if they all gather together in one place, and if they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every single thing that they can imagine, simultaneously, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to all of them everything they want. Before I tell you the rest of the hadith, just, imagine, just think about this. All men means what? It means every single human being, which includes who? It includes every king, every president, every prime minister that ever existed. It includes every Nabi who, every, who ever existed, including Rasulullah Right? From the first to the last is what? Everyone. Every Sahabi. Every Imam. If all of them gathered together, all the men, all the jinn, and if they asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala simultaneously for every single desire they have, we are not even talking about needs here. We are talking about desires. And if Allah gives everything to them simultaneously, boom, everybody got it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, that will not even, not even decrease from the treasures of Allah as much water as remains on the tip of a needle if the needle is dipped into the ocean and lifted out. Next time you go to the sea, do this. Seriously, I, I tell people, teach people, teach children like this. Take them to the beach, give them needles, tell them go dip it in the ocean, pull it up, how much water is there. Then tell them this hadith. It will, it will sear into his heart.
then teach them this hadith. This is the, teach it there, not on the beach, with a needle in the hand. Not theory, in practice. Not even that. This, this, what is not, Allah is not saying this much will decrease. No, even that is, I mean, this is only an example giving so we understand. This is my Rabb Jalla Jalla and he, and I think he can't feed me. Inna lillahi wa inna My point is, if you really think he cannot feed you, why are you praying to him? For what? Stop praying. Eh? What is this salah? It's worthless. If you are praying to Allah, you are making sajda to somebody who you, who you are not even sure he can't, he can give you a piece of bread. What is this sajda? You are wasting your time, right? Go do whatever you want to do. And that brings me to the next part and I am going to end with this. <clears throat> 